And a very good day. This is Pastor Mark with Touch of God. I'm also here with my wife, Catrice, today. And we're continuing on from last week's program. And we were talking about what happened at the Garden of Eden, uh, how we got into the position of uh, being born in with a sinful nature. And this week we were going to continue on and begin to talk about why man needs salvation. But let's go back over a couple of things. And and before we do, I just wanted to uh, give you an analogy um, that of how important the Word of God is to each of us every day. Amen. Um, you know, if someone passes out or becomes unconscious, uh, a person who has knowledge of CPR, uh, where they go and they put their mouth on the other person's mouth and they, they breathe into their lungs. And that person comes back to life. Amen. And that's because that person desperately needs that air, that oxygen to survive. And it's, it's, uh, if you think about the Christian walk with the Lord, we, we Christians, we need a continual CPR on our ears to hear the Word of God, to be hearers and then become doers and, and to believe in this Word of God. Um, and that CPR is the Word of God for us. Amen. The Word of God constantly needs to keep us alive spiritually. Amen. Because we can become stagnant and dormant and inactive, which is something the Word of God is not. And the Word of God is active. Um, so, uh, the CPR, the Word of God in our ears, the Word of God in our hearts that for us to meditate and contemplate and consider and speak out of our mouths and declare over situations, it, it is what keeps us alive and away from all forms of death. Whether it be a lack of truth because we haven't read the Word in a long time or we've rejected the truth, um, whether we have uh, not been able to speak the Word of God over our own territory, that territory begins to lack life. It begins to uh, become influenced by the devil and his tactics and his nature. And so we have to use the Word of God. Um, we have to receive it as our own daily CPR, even down to the hour. Amen. We have to depend on this Word of God so that it keeps us alive so that we may keep everything else alive in our path and speak God's word and his will over whatever situation we're facing, whether it's our own health, the health of someone else, um, the, uh, the spiritual nature of your neighborhood. Um, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, as, as you remember probably from last week, it says, For the word that God speaks is alive and full of power, making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating to the divine line of the breath of life, the soul, and the immortal spirit, and of joints and marrow of the deepest parts of our nature, exposing and sifting and analyzing and judging the very thoughts and purposes of the heart." But just the first uh, part of that, for the word that God speaks is alive and full of power. Now, you may say, well, that's when God speaks his word. But I would tell you that um, if you know of the German uh, 
Preacher Reinhard Bonnke of Christ for All Nations, he was once told by the Lord in his heart, the Lord said to him, when you speak my word, it is the same as you speaking it. And if we know about um, the scriptures and uh, we, we know that when we are, it is supposed to be Christ who is alive in us, amen. And it's not us who are alive, but Christ is living through us to, according to the degree that we allow him and according to the degree that we are renewed in our mind to the truth and we understand God's word and we put it into practice and speak God's word over situations. We have to not just speak God's word over situations, but we must believe that what God's word says about that situation will come to pass as we speak it over that situation. And we must not doubt because doubt is not faith, and what is of d- uh, doubt is sin. What is not of faith is sin, the Bible says. So today we must be very cognizant to continue to receive this CPR, the Word of God in our ears, and for us to be able to speak it out of our mouths after we have believed in our hearts what that the Word of God says and what it means. Amen? So, as we go back over last week's program, just to recap briefly. Uh, We were talking about the Garden of Eden. We were talking about uh, what happened with the with the seduction and the deception of the uh, the devil, Satan, uh, through the form of the serpent uh, when he deceived Eve and also therefore Adam, uh, because they both ate of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And once they did that, as warned by God, if they did, they would surely die. And God warned them before they were deceived by the serpent, by the devil. But they, Adam and Eve decided to obey, knowing full well that God had warned them not to touch of that one tree of all the trees in the garden. So as a result, you and I, before we became believers, we suffered the consequences. And today we're going to show you how that is and how the problem didn't stop at Adam and Eve, but it kept on going. So at that moment that they that they sinned at that tree, that they sinned in front of God and they obeyed the devil, um, several things happened. And one of them is in Genesis chapter 3, verse 19, uh, in the, God said to, to Adam and Eve, um, In the sweat of your face shall you eat bread until you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken, for dust you are, and to dust you shall return. And so... We understand now here that sin and sickness came into the world. Anything, um, uh, both good and evil. Now Adam and Eve knew both. They knew good and evil. Amen. Um, And that's what God was trying to prevent them from eating of that tree because he did not want man to know evil. But now he knew evil because he ate of the fruit of that tree. And now everything evil was able to come into the world Amen. Through that act, and as you know, it's still it's still a part of the fallen world that we see today with people doing evil acts, and those evil acts are committed by people uh, to different degrees of evil. Different, uh, different. Maybe it's a lie on one end, maybe it's murder on the other, and there's all kinds of things in between. And uh, you remember that. Uh, Jesus speaks about this uh, to the people around him when he was on the earth, and he said that uh, you know there there we are we are children of the devil. 
because uh, before we give our life to Jesus, that is, when we when we are first born out of our mother's womb, we have this leaning to do evil, the leaning to be to lie, to get by, and even if it's stealing a biscuit or a cookie from the jar in the kitchen, something as simple as that, without our mother finding out about it, that's that's because of what happened that day at the Garden of Eden at that tree, and so sin and sickness, because they are by nature uh they are they are the essence of those things is death so whether it's a weed coming out of the ground whether it's cancer in someone's body whether it's um someone trying to be very um condescending or critical or hurtful of another person they are trying to beat down that person they are trying to take uh life and joy and peace away from that person Sick, sickness tries to take the life from your body do you see there is the essence of death to different degrees uh coming in all different forms now uh from the point of the when they ate of that fruit at that tree so sin and sickness entered the world for the first time at, at the tree. And sin and sickness are fruits from the same tree, and they are the very essence of death. You may say that cancer is alive, so how can it be death? But actually, its essence is death. Its mission is to kill, steal, and destroy what it is living off of. If it's living off of someone's body, it's living in order to kill it. Amen? And that is the nature of the devil himself as jesus said himself in john as recorded in john chapter 10 verse 10 and these verses of course again are out of the amplified classic edition the amplified version of the bible john 10 verse 10 the thief comes only uh, in order to steal and kill and destroy i came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows so as we know from the point at the tree of in the garden of eden the uh, man's lifespan started to gradually decrease genesis chapter 5 verse 27 it says so methuselah lived 969 years and he died now that was the person recorded in the bible living the longest as recorded in the word of god genesis chapter 5 verse 27 that person lived 969 years that's quite a long time amen Genesis chapter 6 verse 3 only a few verses later in the word of God in the next chapter it says then the Lord said my spirit shall not forever dwell and strive with man for he also is flesh but his days shall yet be 120 years now notice this was uh, shortly after the what happened at the tree so you can see that death entered into the world because they ate of the fruit of the knowledge of the of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and god said if you were to do that you shall surely die so now you see man slowly dying they didn't physically die instantly that day at the tree but their years the, the human species now was starting to depreciate in years to, to decrease its lifespan and that was recorded in genesis chapter 6 verse 3 so now why does man need salvation we have this this what event that happened in the garden uh now man is surely dying amen spiritually uh but now physically they're dying earlier as well so you could see 
the cause of that one act of uh, sin that day in disobedience to the Lord, but obedience to the devil. And all the dominion that God had given Adam and Eve, they gave that over to the devil when they obeyed the devil and ate of the tree instead of obeying God and avoiding the tree. So if we look at Romans chapter 5, this will, this will answer your question, why didn't the problem just stop with Adam and Eve? Why didn't God just punish those people, those two, because those were the ones that ate of the tree? Why do I have to suffer and, and uh, have to give my life to the Lord today if I want uh, eternal life? Uh, because I wasn't at the tree. Well, here's at Romans chapter 5, verse 12. It says, Therefore, as sin came into the world through one man, and death as the result of sin... So death spread to all men, no one being able to stop it or to escape its power, because all men sinned. Now, we're from the lineage of Adam, remember. We're from the seed of Adam. Amen. So as we're born out of our mother's womb, we originally came from, all the way back, Adam and Eve. Amen. So that is that is why we are connected with that sin and and because we are of the same species amen as adam and eve we're human and so the human race was contaminated with sin and death from the very moment they ate of the fruit and disobeyed the lord and obeyed the devil and ate of that tree so because one man sinned and because the result of sin is death amen and we'll get into that verse in just a second so death spread to all men just like a virus, just like uh, what's going on at the moment, and all viruses, amen? It spreads and from one person to another. No one being able to stop it or to escape its power because all men sin. So there was no way that we could escape its power by our own self. And that's why we need a Savior, because Jesus was not born of the lineage of Adam and Eve. He came by the Virgin Mary. He wasn't part of the lineage that you and I are part of. So that was the miracle of the Lord, and that was the wisdom and intelligence and and smart planning of, of God the Father to send his Son. Because this is that's why Jesus says, I am the way. This was the only way we could be saved is by uh, a man t- uh, taking the punishment for us on the cross with his shed blood. Amen. And for our sins to be put on that man in instead of us paying for it amen because only his blood was pure only his blood was untainted and unpolluted and uncontaminated unlike our blood that's been contaminated amen coming out of our mother's womb contaminated by sin from our ancestors all the way back to the garden of eden romans chapter 6 verse 23 says for the wages which sin pays is death. So for the wages that you receive as part of your job, if you have a job, is uh, cash. It's financial. It's your local currency. But for the wages that sin pays, it's death. The result of sin is death. Um, So, and the verse carries on, but the bountiful free gift of God is eternal life through in union with Jesus Christ our Lord. That's Romans chapter 6, verse 23. So remember, the result of sin is death. 
Amen. The, because sin is death. It's the essence of what happened at the tree. Sin came in, sickness came in, and it's all death-related. Amen. Spiritually dying and physically dying. Okay. But the bountiful, not just the free gift of God, but a bountiful free gift of God, is eternal life through in union with Christ Jesus, uh, Jesus Christ our Lord. Excuse me. So Romans chapter 3 verse 23, it says, Since all have sinned and are falling short of the honor and glory which God bestows and receives. So Adam and Eve were not falling short of God's honor and glory until they ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, knowing both. Man did not know evil before eating of that tree. And we talked about that a little earlier. Uh, as we carry on, verse 24 in Romans chapter 3, All are justified and made upright and in right standing with God, freely and grat- gratuitously uh, by His grace, His unmerited favor and mercy, through the redemption which is provided in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward before the eyes of all as a mercy seat and propitiation of His blood, by His blood, the cleansing and life-giving sacrifice of atonement and reconciliation to be received through faith. This was to show God's righteousness because in his divine forbearance he had passed over and ignored former sins without punishment. So let's, let's just go through that again. Verse 23, Since all have sinned and are falling short of the honor and glory which God bestows and receives. Remember in in Romans chapter 5, we said because sin came into the world through one man and death as a result of sin, so death spread to all men. So we understand how we were contaminated because of one man uh, and obviously Eve as well in in the beginning and what they did. But now we we, we all became uh, in that nature. We all fell. The earth fell, man fell at that moment at the tree. Amen. So we have all sinned because one man sinned. Even if we had never, uh, it was just a matter of time out of our mother's womb before we started to do things we really shouldn't do. Falling short of the honor and glory which God bestows and receives. And, And committing a single sin was enough for Jesus to go to the cross for one person committing a single sin. Amen. That's how bad sin is to the human race. And God absolutely abhors sin. It is very bad for you. It, it, it gets to the core of your soul, and we need to repent of our sins. And the only thing that can take away uh, and remit of our sins is the blood of Jesus, and nothing else can do it. We cannot pay for a uh, penance for our sins. We cannot beg God in any like or pay pay in any other way. We don't have to beg God to forgive us. We just say, Lord, please forgive me. I'm so sorry. I have been a sinner. And even if you have uh, sinned in the last 20 minutes, go before the Lord quickly. Just take care of it right away. Do not put it off because if you continue to not go before the Lord, this uh, con- condemnation you could easily condemn yourself 
And the devil doesn't have to suggest much to you because you already, um, you might even be blaming yourself and you'll think, well, how can I make this up to the Lord? And maybe if I do works, maybe if I go pray for someone, maybe he'll forget. No, works doesn't come into it lest any man should boast. Amen. This is all to do with the blood of Jesus and only the blood. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. It's by everything that Christ has paid for us. It is finished, Jesus said, at the cross. It is finished. That means he had paid for everything to be able to allow us to be reconciled, spirit, soul, and body, all three, back to God the Father, as the way Adam and Eve were prior to the event at the tree in the Garden of Eden. Amen. So remember, Adam and Eve were not falling short of God's honor and glory until they ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, knowing both. So, but now, obviously, we knew good and evil coming out of our mother's womb as we were growing up. And all the time until, you know, we give our lives to Christ, we are in this fallen state. We are, we are not born again. We are still living with that uh, tainted spirit in our own bodies. Amen. That was tainted and and contaminated by sin and in wrong standing with the Lord. Amen. And subjected to the wrath of God outside of Christ. Amen. That's why we need a Savior and a Lord here. We need to be in Christ because we can only stand before the Father in Jesus. Because Jesus was the one that pay for everything and we can get our sins remitted and forgiven of us and God chooses not to remember our sins but we must remain in Christ because that's God's mercy and God's grace and that's the only way to God is through his son so we must remain in his son and never uh, and never deviate amen and if we feel like we need to be rededicated back to the Lord, if you feel like you have backslidden or fallen to one side uh, because of some situation that you found like the enemy has had such a grip on your life and the enemy's stronger than you, that's what the devil's convinced you of. That's a total lie because once you come to Christ, once you come to Jesus, uh, it's the Bible says that God takes you from out of the powers of darkness. You're no longer under the dominion of the devil. But now you're in the kingdom of his of God's beloved son Jesus. So you ha- the devil has no right to you anymore now that you gave your life to Jesus. That was your free will choice. And de- the devil could not stop you from giving your life to Christ because otherwise no one would be born again. So trust in the Lord and seek him with all of your heart and and just and 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 just ask the Lord to forgive your sins and immediately he forgives you and move on. Move on because God has work for us to do. He has predestined to walk uh, in these uh, amazing uh, things that he has lined up for us, for us to be able to speak his word over uh, the earth, to uh, for other people to be healed by us laying hands on the sick so that they shall recover, casting out demons, raising the dead, and spreading the gospel, spreading the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And remember, verse 25 in, in Romans chapter 3, it says, Whom God put forward, so Jesus, whom God put forward before the eyes of all as a mercy seat. Jesus was the mercy seat and is the mercy seat and propitiation by his blood, Jesus' blood, the cleansing and life-giving sacrifice of atonement and reconciliation to be received through faith. 
through faith, not works, but through faith, through your believing that God raised Jesus from the dead after three days and confessing Jesus as Lord. Amen. That's Romans chapter 10, verse 9. And and that verse says that if you do those two things, if you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you confess Jesus as Lord, the Bible says you are saved, according to Romans chapter 10, verse 9. But remember, it's life-giving sacrifice. The, the blood of Jesus is the cleansing and life-giving sacrifice of atonement and reconciliation to be received. Reconciliation means for you to, to return to the state to, uh, uh, that you should have been in before the evil that occurred at the tree, which means that you are in right standing with God, but now this time you have to be in Christ. Because Adam and Eve, before they committed that sin at that tree, they weren't in Christ. They didn't need to be because a sin sin hadn't yet occurred. They had not yet disobeyed God and ate of that fruit. They didn't need Jesus. And Jesus at that point, he did exist because we know that that the word was with God in the beginning. Amen. But Jesus didn't have to come until they committed that act of the fruit, ate of that fruit of that tree that day. They did not need Jesus, Adam and Eve. But now they had to now we have to be reconciled, being to be born again, to be in right standing with God. To be born again, we need to be reconciled. Spirit. That's being reconciled by a spirit. Your brand new spirit that God gives you. He regenerates your spirit when when you commit your life to the Lord and give your life to him and allow him into your heart and believe that God raised him from the dead and start confessing Jesus as Lord. You become born again. God brings you a brand new spirit. He changes you in your spirit. But now you need to be reconciled in your mind. Amen. Your spirit, soul, and body. Your soul has to be reconciled. And that means you have to be delivered from uh, anything demonic, but you also have to be understanding of the word of God so that you are transformed you have to renew your mind according to romans chapter 12 verse 2 renew your mind which means you're reading the word of god and see believing what god says about you about his promises for you and believing that now that is you your new identity and we can get into identity a little bit more in in future weeks but today we just want to just focus on this and how good God is and what he is doing for us, reconciling us back to him. Even though we don't deserve eternal life, God died for us so that we would inherit it. And that's the grace of God, that undeserved, undeserved grace and love of God that we have received, amen, that is offered to the entire human race every single day. Amen. For those who don't know the Lord, it is on offer. It's it's a free gift, Uh, that it does not have to be paid for except Jesus had to pay for it with his body, with his sacrifice, and with his blood. Uh, God has paid for it for you because he loves you so much. Amen. So, this was to show God's righteousness because in his divine forbearance he had passed over and ignored former sins without punishment. And the Bible also says that God does not hold our sins against us. You mean because he put our sins upon his son on the cross. But now that doesn't mean we can just sin willingly. If you have been born again, you should not want to sin. You should have uh, uh, a distaste for it. But remember that if you do backslide, if you do slip, 
God's not mad at you, but he does expect you to get back up and ask for forgiveness of the Lord. Repent. Turn from doing those things 180 degrees and and focus on the Lord. Pray, fast, spend time in his word and have the relationship with the Lord that he so preciously, preciously paid for. Amen. So we will continue uh, this topic uh, in next week's program. But in the meantime, uh, we just thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening to our program today. We would love to hear from you. Our prayer request mailbox is uh, Touch of God Radio. That's Touch of God Radio at gmail.com. Touch of God Radio at gmail.com. And we're also on Facebook and YouTube if you search for Touch of God Radio. We'd love to hear from you. Testimonies, prayer requests, um, and if you have any questions about anything you've heard. Obviously, go to the Holy Spirit. Research these scriptures for yourself out of the Amplified Classic Edition or any version that you wish to read. Amen. So until next week, you have a blessed week. Amen.